0: Hey, folks, if you've been tuning in over the last couple months, you've heard all about the Game Time app and how it can save you some serious cash on last-minute tickets to sports, concerts, all types of shows. If you're someone who's looking at the weather report and deciding whether to go to the game and you want to pick at the last minute— GameTime app is the perfect place for that because you can get great deals on upcoming games at the last minute. Well, now GameTime is hooking you up for the holidays with a $10 credit. Here's what to do. Download the Game Time app in the Google Play or App Store. Click on the My Tickets section of the app. Create an account. Then under the billing section, redeem code THEATHLETIC. Once again, THEATHLETIC, all one word for $10 off your first purchase. That's free money, people. Credit is only available to the first 1,000 people who redeem the code, and it expires at the end of the year. That's December 31st, 2019. So make moves quick and score last-minute tickets. (music) Bird to your mother, it's time for another episode of Birds with Friends. Just a couple of
1: feathery brethren, weathering any season to see the eagles eating teams like bacon, steaks and cheese. It's Philadelphia, Bow and Shield in the cut, picking it cooler than two penguins. Till Bow's old arch nemesis, Greg Cosell shows up and it gets real. Pull up a branch and chill, it's time to get ill with some Birds with Friends. The early bird skips the worm and prefers getting turned like a turn on some Birds with Friends. Bow Wolf and Shooka Party are coming. I'm you with stats and things flapping their wings. I'm going to have the rest of my life with these kids. Wow.
0: Gets, we got to get that in a drop uh, immediately. We'll edit that one out. That didn't come out play. There's yeah, know know.
1: Editing. No, no editing. No <laughs> editing yeah, on this podcast. That's the yet. wonderful of Birds with Friends. No editing. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Thursday edition of Crowboys Week. Birds with Friends, Bo Zach Berman. Here at the NovaCare complex, Shield is gone, departed after his uh, one-day opportunity as the host. Zach and I voted, and we decided to vote Shield off the island. He's no longer allowed to host. Speak for yourself. And uh, this is how we'll move forward.
0: I enjoyed yesterday's pod.
1: Yeah, I'm sure you did. I'm worried about it. You think you're you're being Wally pipped? I think so. I'm I'm I'm, I'm worried. You know, any any good person at their job is always you know. Has, has a good imposter syndrome going on, right? I'm, I'm worried that he's going to come in and scoop me up. Maybe I have Peter Principled.
0: No, I, th- I think that you're hosting Ability over, this is the third season doing it now, this this podcast, Birds with Friends. Yes, that's I, I know you have a life before this, hmm. uh, but no, you're you're just getting started,
1: frankly. Oh, okay. Well, I'll take that. Thank you. I hope so. Okay, well, uh, as a heads-up to, uh, you know, the listeners who were uh, aggrieved after Tuesday's episode that uh, we wasted their time, <laughs> I just want to let you know that we could be wasting your time again today. Uh, we have a little bit of news to talk about in Bird on the Street, and then we'll be answering your questions and getting a bird in edgewise, but we got to save the good stuff, the good football analysis for tomorrow when we get Shield back, and we can give our crystal bald eagle predictions.
0: So essentially what you're saying is that any podcast that Shield is not on— is wasting the time of our listeners?
1: Well, I don't think that's true. Uh, first of all, the post game pods are our our trademark, and most of the time Sheila's not there. But I just think that we committed to doing the daily pods sure. this week, and today we had about uh, we had no press conferences. Nothing has happened much since yesterday, and then there was not much going on in the locker room. So there's just not much to talk about. Well, uh, let's I s- suppose we could have come up with a different yeah. segment, but you know, you had stories to write. I had a garage door opener to fix, and so here we are.
0: Let's look at the injury report uh because there's a new addition today. JJ Arthago Whiteside, who's an important player for the Eagles, uh despite what the production suggests. I mean
1: he's he's uh thirty three percent of their receiver core.
0: Yes. And he was limited today with a foot injury. Now to give our listeners some context, when you the come foot
1: up is the one that is connected to the Well leg that's bone. not the context I was <laughs> oh, providing. Okay.
0: Uh, so a little background on the injury report. A little foot ground, if you will. Yes. If, if you pop up as limited uh, at some point during the week, that could mean that you left practice early with the injury. It doesn't necessarily mean that you were hurt going into practice and they and they held you back. That's
1: good insight. Yeah, That even I didn't know.
0: Yeah, so what the limited designate? So there's three designations: did not uh, participate, limited, and full. Limited, you have to be limited if you did not take the allotment of snaps that you would if you were entirely healthy. And so some days, what you see is a guy gets hurt in practice and they're listed as, as as limited, and then it's an injury that. Is keeps them out thereafter. Mm-hmm. So I think in tomorrow's press conference with Doug Peterson, this is going to be a, uh, a a question right off the bat. What happened to J.J.? Is this a concern for the game?
1: And he was not in the locker room
0: for He was not in the,
1: in, the, in the locker room. Here's a question. Yes. What are the rules on can they can they uh, cut Bruce Hector? Or when a guy gets called up, does he have to play that week?
0: I don't think he has so to play. So they put- called up Bruce Hector on yes. Tuesday
1: when they IR'd. Mm-hmm. Whoever they are. oh Kamo Grusha Hill, yes.
0: Yeah, so that's a good question. So there is a uh, rule for paying a certain amount of week salary if you sign a guy off another team's practice squad. Right. That's not applicable for your practice squad, from what I understand. Now I don't know this for a fact, so I guess I shouldn't be saying it. But I believe you you can sign and then cut, but you have to pay the week salary. Right, uh, that makes sense. So I am not. I'm not positive if if they did want to cut Bruce Hector. Because
1: if they have to make a move at receiver, you know, that would seem to be the move. That would. Uh, Or or Jay Jai.
0: Or or Jay Jai. It it certainly seems that they're not of the inclination to put Jordan Howard or Nelson Aguilar on IR. They don't need
1: receivers on this team. Right? Well, when you have Josh Perkins. When you got Greg Ward. When
0: you have Greg Ward.
1: If you could read a good Greg Ward story, I have an idea for you. If you would like to read a good Greg Ward story.
0: I appreciate you saying that. Well, th- there's a few actually. Well, you pictures. actually you don't
1: know what. Yeah, I, I don't recommend. know what stories you're yeah. referencing. So yes. Zach Berman rated on the Athletic. Shouted out on the NFL Network by former colleague Mike Garofalo. Garof-
0: That's my guy. Yes.
1: <laughs> um, okay, so I mean, we're just—it's pure speculation as to whether this will mean anything. But
0: no, but it's—it's it's something that that came up today. Uh, now I, I should say Nelson Aguilar, Derek Barnett, Lane Johnson they're all they did not practice again still uh with
1: with this was a real practice as opposed to yesterday's walk yes
0: yesterday was a walkthrough today was a real practice i I was out there it was cold Um,
1: it's it's it's, uh, colder than a witch's you know what today
0: what's the temperature say for sunday
1: uh i believe it's actually supposed to get a little bit a little bit warmer a little more mild according to mike of nj.com on the walk over here
0: that versatile reporter Telling you the weather as well. Well, he told
1: me that he's been following the weather over the last four weeks. I don't know what that what that means. The last four weeks. Yeah, I think that's what he said. It's a very
0: specific period of time. Yeah, yes. uh,
1: and other. Uh, I guess before then, he the, the weather <laughs> yeah, had never occurred He wasn't occurred acknowledging
0: to him, it. Man. Yes. Uh, so the, 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 it is something to uh, consider because the Eagles' their home road split suggests their defense is is much better, and they sure. played they've played better in in kind of cold or um, more. I guess challenging weather to play game than than in dome stadiums, and, and one sun, thing I heard sunlight.
1: today that I, that uh, I will that will come further to light for a postseason story. Uh, but some guys like like to play in the cold because you don't get tired in the cold. You feel like you could play all day in the cold, but whereas in a, a warm game you get you get mm. more tired. So certain people like to play in the cold.
0: I can't wait to read that story. We'll see. You have some good stuff in your back pocket.
1: Too bad I don't have any good stuff for this week. Uh, I I, 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 I disagree. Stuff,
0: uh, Nate Herbig, Matt Pryor on on the field. Matt
1: Pryor really had me thinking that I've so, been living a lie for the past twelve months.
0: I hope you guys uh, read this this interview. Uh, what jumped out to me is. Matt Pryor had total conviction that he
1: was sure
0: that he played against the Rams.
1: I felt bad. I felt his like his family I,
0: was at the game yeah, watching. I felt him. like
1: I like, took away Santa Claus from him or something like that.
0: I mean, imagine thinking that you made your debut.
1: Santa Claus, of course, who was real for all our listeners. <laughs> for our
0: listeners. Uh, imagine I'm thinking you made your,
1: milk and cookies out for him.
0: your career debut in front of your family in your hometown, and you're actually inactive for that game. You know, that's like that. I, I don't know. wonder what he was thinking.
1: Is. I think that maybe he maybe he didn't travel for most road games, and so he was thinking that maybe he did get to travel for that. No, game. No, but he was
0: on the active roster, so he traveled for every road. game. Yeah, I guess you're right.
1: I mean, he yeah. wasn't that. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what he was thinking.
0: I I have no idea either. I, I mean, feel I bad. I felt. I, think I that's felt bad, you Like I really
1: felt like I like took something away from him when I when I broke that news to him. I mean,
0: that's not like an ambiguous thing. That's like. You, you, were would at that, you would think you would remember. Yeah. It, now he
1: also didn't even play in the game when he was active. That Washington game. So poor guy.
0: But you know, if you're in uniform or you're not yeah. in uniform, no, and you the think first maybe time they you're just in uniform, let him suit up, I, I I think that's a big deal. Yeah, I would yeah. think so
1: too. You re- always remember your first, right? Oh, you get, you're getting ready to get to a Roman ad.
0: <laughs> no, no, no. I was, yeah. Sorry, I was. I, I I was not trying to be suggestive. Mm. But.
1: You you recognize that you were
0: well as 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 I considered your response. Uh, Speaking
1: of stories this week, I did want uh, you have a very good story on Malcolm Jenkins as he prepares to play for his uh, 100th consecutive game and uh, how he has now. You texted me last night, freaking out. I would say (laughs) yes because you realized that it turns out that Malcolm Jenkins had missed one practice. You went in thinking he had never missed a practice,
0: and 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 Malcolm was under that like I.
1: When you talked to him, he was under that same impression. So then, you came across the practice report from whatever it was in two thousand and, and he he was listed as a non participant on Wednesday's practice. On Wednesday's you practice, talked to Malcolm about it today, and what happened.
0: Yeah, so Malcolm asked if 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 the story ran, and I I I said it did, and I said, but I I just I want to update you here that. Uh, you actually did miss a practice because essentially the, the, the premise is that he's more proud of the fact that he's never missed a practice than never missed a game during this span. And he, he, he his eyes like perked up. Like I think he was actually on the phone at the time and he was walking by saying, and then you like put down the phone Ooh, and, ask, like and asked when. And I said, in 2015, when you had the concussion. And he said, I did not miss a practice. <laughs> and I said, Tuesday and Wednesday, uh, he said we don't practice Tuesdays. And, uh, am I allowed to share this, by the way?
1: I, yeah, why wouldn't you be?
0: Well, it's like I wasn't interviewing him. We were just talking.
1: But, well, he didn't say off the record. <laughs>
0: um, it's. I, I think it's fine to yeah, share. Yeah, I think yeah. it's good. Um, and so back when Chip Kelly was here on Tuesdays, they were in the building working. Um, and I I thought they were on the field. I, I guess they were not. But the stories. That I read at the time said he missed the Tuesday-Wednesday practice. The team does not need to release an injury report on Tuesdays. Wednesdays they do, and he was listed as did not participate. That was the only Wednesday in his time with the Eagles that he was DNP. Do you have
1: that email saved? Yes, I do. (laughs) Yes.
0: Uh, And so I, I brought this up to Malcolm, and he said he was on the field, he was mirroring the player. So I, I, he might have been in a stage of the concussion protocol right. when he wasn't he was allowed doing – it. to
1: be on the field but not yeah. – Yeah,
0: and I, I guess he, he, he wasn't doing the full work, but he was – he insisted he was out there well, practicing. Yeah, was he very animated about this? He was – I was like, well, this is what the injury report said. He said, no, it was one of those <laughs> times that I was mirroring. And then he's like, I'm going to have to think about this. And so I'm, I'm, I'm going to follow up with him tomorrow. Uh Either way, in in six years here... The point holds, yeah. Yeah, to, to, to miss one practice or two practices. He says they weren't on the field for that Tuesday. Um, I, I, I went back and, and read stories from the time. It said, after his first comments, because I remember talking to him by his locker that week, Right. it was a big gathering where he said... Actually, he did not tell the team about the concussion. Right. So it's newsworthy Holder this Camus, week with yeah. Camus. And he said that uh, well, the, report, the stories... Said he missed practice on Tuesday and Wednesday. Was back on Thursday, uh, so we got to kind of okay. we got to settle this. But I asked uh, different players about their kind of stories or impressions. Yeah, don't of, give the whole
1: thing away. Go read of, the story
0: of Malcolm at practice. And I thought I thought there was some interesting. Background. I thought there
1: was some very interesting stuff yeah. in there. It was good stuff. Thank you. Good color. Thank you. Uh, okay. Anything else from the Novacare Complex this week? Since since we last spoke. Since we spoke Not yesterday. Much,
0: right? Nothing really pertinent today. We
1: did hear a little bit from Dak, uh, and he said that he will play. He said he has dealt with something like this in college. Uh, it, he doesn't expect it to hinder him, which I think is probably what we expected. But um, I don't know. Maybe it, I don't know. Maybe this is an opportunity for the Eagles to do something really dirty and just go after his shoulder.
0: <laughs> well, if you're a quarterback, you're, you're going to get hit in the shoulder. Well, I guess so. that's true. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah, I mean, do you, what, as as this as this goes on, does it change your opinion of the game on Sunday at all?
0: I'm going to give my prediction in tomorrow's pod. Uh, well, I'm not asking you to but, give a
1: prediction; just asking. No, that, this well, changes the way. Certainly, it feel. affects the way
0: I look at the game. If your starting quarterback has an injured shoulder, it affects it. But I got to think he's 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 going to be fine. He's not the first guy to have an injured shoulder and play football, so we'll see what happens.
1: Okay. We'll get to the fuller picture of this game in tomorrow's pot
0: when Shields here and everyone's satisfied with. He the, can carry
1: the football conversation. Yeah, sure.
0: But but actually, I, I think you and I can take umbrage to that. Like, I, you know, I, I think we can competently talk football as well.
1: I think so too, unless it gets to a, a discussion of whether it's harder to throw a football when you're running or when you're uh, sitting in in the pocket on your back foot. Which you said yesterday. You thought it was. You thought you thought Carson Wentz. Throw it harder when he was rolling. Oh, out, yeah, yeah. that's which true. Still drives me. I, I couldn't believe that
0: off but your back foot. Yeah,
1: doesn't make any sense.
0: Absolutely, it does. You have momentum going. No, into it your doesn't. Court. Have you ever
1: thrown a ball before? A
0: hundred percent. Yes. <laughs> have you ever sat there flat footed and thrown compared to yeah, running point, and
1: throwing? The point is, if you're if you're getting it out on time, like at the top of your hitch, that's when it's designed for you to to get the.
0: If you roll ball out, out and if throw, you are running
1: forward. You 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 cannot throw the ball as hard. If you are running it's all arm I not this is nuts Zach. If you're you running if
0: you're running to your arm side okay yes. you have so I'm a lefty okay if I'm running to my left I can throw you have momentum going into no. the throw
1: That's no. the whole that,
0: that's that's why you had to do a crow hop when you No
1: When you do a crow hop is different you're moving forward
0: Well that's what in that he
1: You're not running He threw He did He's, not throw he didn't do as a crow hop I mean Carson
0: was was not running out of bounds and throwing as his he was mo- running out his, of bounds.
1: His body was leaning forward.
0: He was he leaned into the throw.
1: No, Zach, this is nuts. All right, we will. This is the craziest argument you, I've ever heard. And earlier today, you called Colin Cowherd the most talented radio host in America. So that's sports radio the, host. The, the, that tells you the level of uh, craziness that I'm dealing with here.
0: Sports radio host. And look, I, all right, I'm I'm not going to die on the hill of of this throw here. Uh, Hold on. I, it's I nuts. Watch,
1: it's wrong.
0: I want to watch this throw again.
1: Okay. Let's get to the burden edgewise questions. We start with...
0: By the yeah. way, I, I do have a mia culpa. I, I need to...
1: Uh, a moa culpa.
0: A, a moa culpa. And this is actually in response to a uh, listener who I'm grateful for. I'm going to call out the listener by name here. Hold on. Hmm. Pulling it up, yeah. To the, the Justin Yost, who uh was not happy that, that when we were talking about Joe Burrow, a conversation I certainly did not intend to have on the podcast, I should say. Uh, that I, I did not cite the podcast that I'm I more listened of a to. Bo
1: Juro guy, anyway. Go ahead, uh, yeah.
0: So he is right. We do talk about attribution on here. Um, I was kind of combining things that I had yeah, you did a lot different
1: of Joe Burrow research. Yes, over the weekend. so uh, basically but, all you did.
0: But the podcast was the part my take podcast. I'm a big fan of it. Uh, I've been listening to it for going on three years now, maybe more. Um, How nice for you! They are hilarious. They are really good, creative, great interviews. They're really enjoying Colin them. Coward, apparently. Well, they they they're different. You know, it's uh, yeah, they're different. But um, in any respect, uh, yeah, so I I listened to the the interview with Joe Burrow. And then also I read the story by Brody Miller on The Athletic and Hallie Grossman on ESPN. So the combination of Joe Burrow facts, when you told me to list five Joe Burrow facts.
1: I I don't think that was too bad.
0: I should attribute where they came from. So those were kind of the the three things. Then there was also a story on The Athletic by, I believe, John Greenberg going to his – his hometown in Athens, Ohio. So some of the information might have come from there, too. I did not annotate it. but Very uh, comprehensive. Yes, so I just want to make that clear. I am sorry, Justin, but uh, I hope that clears the record. Okay. Uh,
1: First question from Matt Ilari: What are your opinions on Lane Johnson recycling the underdog's mantra for this week? Has it gone its course, or will there always be a time each season after we underachieve through 3 quarters of the year where we can just put on a mask and play the us against the world game.
0: If it works for them, right? I mean, I, I don't think it's applicable. I, they are by definition. Well, underdogs. I actually
1: I think this is more applicable than like last year when they when they recycled it.
0: Yeah, that's true. Absolutely. I mean, they are
1: underdogs yeah. at home.
0: They are, true.
1: Uh what I what I what I protest is like early in the season when it's like you know they play the us against the media card. Yes. Like, oh, these guys don't believe in us. Like, you're playing like crap. You're a bad team. Like, there's no, there's no like, we don't believe in you. Uh, but right now, I, 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 I'm am sort of okay with it. But I also think you know it'd be nice for them to get some fresh ideas and
0: move yeah, on. From I mean, I also I don't think this is comparable to 2017 when there was a lot of skepticism about whether they they could win a game in the playoffs. I think there's a lot of reasonable people right now who who believe they're going to win the NFC East. You think so? Sure. Like who? Um, I, I I haven't like uh, talked a lot of people, but but they're they're what one point underdogs right now. Two and a half. Didn't the line move because of Dak? Did I you, don't think so. Did you read Shields' chat today?
1: Did it? No, That's I, what Shields said in his chat. Oh. Sheel received a
0: question in his chat. Did uh, did Bo and Zach? Not give enough credit to the Dak Prescott injury, and then Sheil said in their defense, "I see that
1: one and five, one one and a half right now." Actually, yes.
0: So Sheil said in the in their defense, the news had just come out when we recorded the pod. Uh, so,
1: so well, I still so think clearly that, like, money's
0: going on the side of the Eagles here. Yeah. they're a home team. You know, I, I don't think it's it's like if you pick the Eagles to win this game, I don't think it's a completely un- unreasonable uh, take to have.
1: Okay. So. This is not. I think. I think it's. It is different than 2017 because in 2017 it was like we are still a really good team. You think it was just the quarterback? Yes. Like you're disrespecting us. Whereas now it's like everybody knows you have been mediocre yes. all year long. They still think. I mean, you're they mediocre. were
0: seven and seventeen. There right. was no denying.
1: They're me. seven and seventeen. They're like fifteenth in offense efficiency, sixteenth in defensive efficiency. Like they're mediocre across the board. They they have been the most mediocre team in football for two years in a row. Uh, Killikai wants to know, is it Grugier Hill or Grugier Hill? It is Kamu 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 Kamu, Kamu Grugier Hill. Yeah, Grugier. Yes. Um, what would the franchise be like if the Eagles took Cam Jordan instead of Danny Watkins? Cam Jordan was the pick right after Danny that's, Watkins. That's a
0: good question. So
1: at the time...
0: At the time, they had uh, Trent Cole... On one end, was it Juquay Parker on the other end? Now, hand? you
1: loved uh, Danny Watkins, is that correct?
0: Uh, no. I, I, First off, I, I wasn't covering the Eagles at the time. Oh, okay. But I remember thinking, this guy's six years older ridiculous. than Tyron Smith, who was Ridic- in that same draft. Absolutely ridiculous. Um, but uh, yeah, I that mean, there's, the a lot
1: of, there's a lot of dominoes.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of dominoes.
1: Presumably... You know, maybe they don't. Or no, take, they maybe they Babin. don't take.
0: Yeah, they had Babin. They signed. They take Cameron
1: Jordan. Maybe they don't take Fletcher Cox the next year. You know. It, they, um,
0: it, yeah, so it's an interior ver- but but they had Babin. Maybe they don't sign Babin. Did they just sign Babin, or was he on the roster? Mm. Right?
1: I'd have to look into this. 2010.
0: Full. Those are interesting dominoes. There's a
1: lot Certainly, of dominoes. they would
0: have a better player than than. Certainly, uh, that Watson. was the
1: worst pick of the last ten years. For
0: Absolutely, years. forcing a
1: need. That draft was just heinous all across the board. Um, Joe McBee says Carson Wentz is North Dakota personified, but Dakota is literally Dak's middle name. Who has a stronger came to the stronger claim to the Dakota throne? Who that's more of a pool
0: question because the Dakota Throne, you have to explain to me what the like, like what that means.
1: I think we find out on Sunday.
0: They're playing this for the Dakota. They're
1: playing for the Dakota throne. Okay. Yeah.
0: I would say Dak probably because uh, Carson only has like the North Dakota front.
1: Mm. And he wasn't right. even he wasn't even born. No, in he was North, born he's not North a native.
0: Just a a uh, little known fact about him. Raleigh. Yes, NC State fan.
1: Hmm. Can't go to college. Go to state.
0: That's a Wake Forest joke, right?
1: It's a chant. Yeah. yeah. Uh, right, we'll find out on Sunday. Question from uh, Ryan. What's the best or worst, whichever magnitude is greater, Christmas slash holiday gift you've ever received? You want to go first? I think I've said this in the past. I'm not sure that it is the best gift that I have ever received, but in my mind, uh, the one that I wanted the most, like this was like the height of childhood, like this is the present that I really, 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 really want, and then I got it. And I was so excited about was this thing called bedroom basketball, where you put a little basketball hoop yeah. on the end of your bed, and like a ball with a with a string, so you can shoot in in while you're lying in bed. That was my That's that one. was the one that I was most excited about. That's a good one. Yeah,
0: um, most excited about. My grandmother got me a Michigan starter jacket. I was a big starter jacket mm-hmm. guy. Well, we know
1: you're that. a big Fab Five guy. Yes,
0: yeah, so that was my team. Michigan was my team then, and. Did you have a starter jacket?
1: I'm sure I had one at some point, but I actually don't remember any one really? uh, vividly.
0: I loved you know, with the pocket in the front. Yeah, yeah. so I had a Michigan starter jacket. That was my... Uh, nice. Yeah, and I wore that thing to the ground. Like, that was, every outfit was the Michigan starter
1: was jacket. Was it, uh, like, white and then the no, maize was, and blue? No, or it was blue. It was yeah. blue, okay. It was
0: blue with, with the maize on the side, the Michigan, and nice. then the big block M on the Were back. Were you a Michigan
1: football fan, too? Yes. Okay. Yes, yeah, so
0: I could. I I really liked uh, Tim Bayakova. That makes
1: sense. It tracks to the whole Brady thing. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, I I could tell you all about those those teams. Big Lloyd Carr guy. Reasonable. I mean, I, I wouldn't say mm. big Lloyd Carr guy, but yeah, that was like growing up when I was uh, up 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 until I went to college. That was like the big team I was I was real into, and I, all those teams I was following.
1: Peckness, my great Tom Brady. Chris Webber, Jalen Rose.
0: Uh, Like in in their Michigan careers or just in general?
1: Answer it however you see fit.
0: Uh, Well, Jalen, I loved Jalen Rose when I was a kid. Like that was my uh,
1: okay. Yeah, so I, I
0: was I would probably um, nest Jalen Rose. Okay. uh, Probably Peck. um, I guess Peck Brady. But, mm, yeah, you would. But I'll, I'll, I'll be honest. No, if I'm just going based on the time at Michigan, probably Peck, Weber, my great Brady, because this is a confession I make. I was a Drew Henson guy. Mm. I, I, uh, I really liked Drew Henson. Like, I wanted him to play more. I was really into the recruiting and the – Sure. Yeah. I subscribed to the Wolverine uh,
1: newsletter nice. or, or
0: newspaper. Who wrote that?
1: Anybody? That went on to anything or No. In in fear of, oh, okay. yeah,
0: I, I don't, I, I can't recall. It was the, yeah, but I, I could tell you, like, all the recruiting classes from okay. those years are stuck in my head because I used to read that magazine.
1: Peckness, Migrate, Robert Kraft, Bill Belichick, <laughs> Colin Cowherd.
0: <laughs> do our listeners want to know this? Um, no, by the way. The
1: answer to that is always yes.
0: When did the, I, I, I have no allegiance to the Patriots, nor do I. Uh, what are you talking
1: about? All you do is talk about the Patriots.
0: That's that's erroneous. That is erroneous. Like I, I don't know where this come from. You paint me into this corner. Answer
1: of, the question. You know, Belichick craft coward. My
0: siblings <laughs> have listened to this podcast, and and they're like, they're gonna is, all all your siblings no, are like, gonna
1: beat me up. One they're day. like, that's
0: not an accurate reflection of who you are. <laughs> you know,
1: so yeah. Uh, I, I'm worried. One day the gang of Burmans are gonna are gonna descend upon me and pummel me.
0: Yeah, I don't think that's gonna happen. They, they 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 enjoy you. So, but no, I I I don't have this this great love of the Patriots or anything.
1: Are you gonna answer the question though?
0: What was the question?
1: Peckness, Migrate, Bill Belichick, Robert Kraft, Colin Cowherd.
0: Well, it's like three totally different. No. Um, yeah, probably. Um, I don't even know how to answer that question. I mean, I, like, under what context, with which I'm evaluating that? I, I don't know, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, yeah, they're they're totally different. And you got to an answer. Like as human beings, I don't know any of them. Yeah. Um, I mean, Belichick is a terrific coach. I think Robert Kraft's a great owner, and I think Colin Coward's a very talented radio host. So. I, I guess I can probably do without the radio host, so okay. I'm, I'm migrating the radio host. Okay. Um, I would, uh... I'll You're gonna,
1: you gotta nest, You got to nest Belichick.
0: I'll nest Belichick you and Peck and, yeah. and Pat Kraft, He's the
1: one you watch when you go to bed at night. That's.
0: <laughs> that was one night, by the way.
1: Okay. Uh, here's one for you. What happens next, another J.J. Ortega-Whiteside touchdown catch or another Ben Simmons made three from Dave Martin. That's a
0: great question. Um... I'm going to go Ben Simmons three because there's a reasonable chance J.J. White whiteside does not catch a touchdown in these final two games. There's a reasonable chance the Eagles will only have two games to go. And Ben Simmons has the rest of the season to hit another three. So I'm going to go Ben Simmons.
1: I think that's probably the right bet. From Chris Carbaugh, this is a good question. Does the team start Carson Wentz next week if they lose on Sunday? Yes, absolutely. You think so? Yes.
0: Yes, definitely. Now the question is this. Does, does he play the whole game? Well, is Josh McCown your number two? And it's I like,
1: think it's got to be Sudfeld. I don't What's so. the point?
0: Probably like a career achievement thing. It's mm. the last game of his career.
1: You're probably right, but that's, that is so stupid. That's
0: my guess. Um,
1: but They have a decision to make on Sudfeld. I agree with you. they got to play him. And it would be really preseason. silly to play he, him. He didn't have a
0: preseason. I, I do think the Eagles would need to make a deliberate effort to play young guys if they lose this week. Just Just see what you got in a lot of these guys. I think
1: so, too. I think that would be really, really dumb.
0: Don't give me one of these, Pat Shermer. We're gonna play. Yeah, yeah we're gonna play to win. Yeah.
1: Now, you,
0: you can play to win with your backups, basically.
1: Yeah. yeah, I think they. I think they would. What I would do is I would start Wentz, so you can say he played sixteen games. Mm-hmm. I'd give him one. I'd give the, the starters on offense one series or one quarter, whatever yes. you want to do. Then I would play Sudfeld, and I'd be playing everybody. I'd be playing Sharif Miller. Yes, uh, you know, Herbig's in there. Sue is in there. So what do you do about?
0: I mean, we can discuss this next week if it comes to it. But you have guys like Jason Peters, uh, you know, who's who's one of the best players in franchise history. Um, you have players like Malcolm Jenkins. You don't know if he's going to be back mm-hmm. or not. How, how do you approach these players?
1: I think it's the same thing. They get a they get a start and then they're out. I mean, there's only so there. I mean, there's injuries at this point of the season. So there's really only only so many guys yeah. who can sit. But. It's Anybody who you think could be in your plans, you need to get eyes on, is playing. Agreed. And Sudfelt's important. So, agreed. Um, Peckness migrate for me. Hosting the pod yourself. Sheila's as host. Zach as host. I will go. You'll
0: migrate me. I know you will.
1: No, I like to peck you. Okay. Yeah. I'll migrate Sheila. <laughs> she did a good job. He did a good job. did a very good job.
0: I, I do want a date in the off season where you say, like Zach, you're hosting this, and I, I can, like, yeah, I can, I can prepare. Okay. Uh, I, I can have a certain we'll hosting. We'll give you a full.
1: We'll give you a full week. Yeah, can, I can have uh, a
0: hosting presence. I, 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 I am not proud of that hosting performance the other day, and I believe tough. you were put
1: in a tough position. And
0: I believe that I, 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 I can do it. and I can do it well. I just, uh, I just need a little more. Uh, lead time next time, but I will, I will own up to it. You got to be prepared to play.
1: Question from Andrew Moore. In week seven, Amari Cooper, Randall Cobb, Tyron Smith, Lyle Collins, Zach Martin, and Byron Jones were all listed as questionable for the Cowboys, giving Eagles fans and players question mark a false sense they'd be facing a beat-up Dallas team. They all played. Hmm. How much of Dak's injury is gamesmanship?
0: That's a really good question, actually. And there was a stat that Shield had sent us earlier this year about the amount of questionable players with on the Eagles who had played in the past two years, and the Eagles were among the highest in in the league in that um, gamesmanship. Perhaps I, I do I do remember in that game though there those guys were in question, you know. So. Yeah. With Dak, I, I I think a degree of this is gamesmanship. Frankly, I think a, deg- a degree of this is us in the media uh, inflating it. It's a it's an it's a big game, needless to say, and it's a starting quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys. The Cowboys needed to announce something because he wasn't going to practice. Okay, but I, I yeah
1: I, I think it's and, and yeah. Dak has said he's playing, so like exactly. they're not really keeping it up no, up in the air. No, but uh, you know
0: they're they're being honest with it. I think gamesmanship is like what the Eagles did against the Rams last year when they said Carson was questionable and they flew him out to Los Angeles and he didn't end up playing
1: the whole year. That's true. That's a good
0: one. That to me was, I understand Carson wanted to play and they were waiting for more results, but um, that to me, everyone knew Foles was starting.
1: Uh, From KJ Springer, rank the defensive units in terms of most to least needing attention in the offseason. Safeties, corners, linebackers, and defensive line.
0: Most needing attention. Well, it's, it depends what they do at safety. Well, that's you know, they, interesting, yeah. Yeah, safety's going to need a lot of attention. I
1: think instead of uh, needs needs attention, let's talk about like just biggest up in the air. What you know? Yeah, safety's the biggest up in the air.
0: Linebackers are very close second.
1: Linebackers uh, corners are up there, too. Like
0: True. But, but you know you have Avante Maddox back.
1: I actually, no, no. I don't think that linebacker is a tough decision. I think uh, it's this it
0: might be negligent. Yeah. I,
1: I just think you 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 probably cut Nigel Bradham, you let Kamu Grugier-Hill go, and you bring in a couple veteran linebackers. A and couple, or yeah, was, I mean, I mean, low level guys.
0: Yeah, so I I think you're going to see Nate Gary, T.J. Edwards have kind of the driver's seat to starting.
1: I think that's probably right. Um,
0: this is a good linebacker draft class. I don't think the Eagles are going to invest. Their first round picking a linebacker. No, but a uh, fourth round linebacker
1: that, is like that seems yeah. a, a reasonable thing for this team to do.
0: But there are some some uh, potential game changing linebackers here. Uh,
1: but safety is very interesting. What are you looking at? I'm. You're like, distracted. You got something. Something has caught your eye.
0: Looking at the NFL Slack. I'm sorry. Uh, our our. It's slack
1: not even breaking news. No, I'm. It was a message. You're just distracted there. by company politics.
0: Well, I wouldn't say company politics. Okay. I, I like seeing what what works from the other writers in other markets. In the middle of the show, it just popped up on my Slack feed. But
1: you were you were like
0: really giving it an eye. Well, it was it was it was written by someone important at the company.
1: Is it? But is it is it is it uh, time sensitive?
0: It's not time sensitive. No. Okay. So I will avert my eyes.
1: Okay. You had me thinking that, like, uh, you know, Jerry Jones was saying Jason Garrett's going to be fired if he loses this game or something like that. No, it's a
0: story in a different market that's performing well, and so it's, it's how okay. h- how can we incorporate that in our coverage. Gotcha.
1: Um, safeties.
0: Safeties. McLeod, Jenkins. I mean, McLeod's a free agent. Jenkins. Water gun to your unit? head.
1: What do you think happens with Malcolm Jenkins? I think he's back. I think he's probably back, but I feel less strong about that than I would have at the beginning of the season.
0: I agree with you there, but I think that's one where the owner can get involved.
1: I mean, I think that's true, but I don't know.
0: But he's not back on the contract he's under. So basically, uh, if they don't give him a new deal, I think he's playing elsewhere next year.
1: Yeah, I think that's right. It's, it,
0: I don't think he, there's going to be this this kind of um, what you had this year, where trying getting a new deal, they didn't pay him, then came back and was you mm-hmm. know w- w- was f- was fine. I, I think he played this year. If they don't address it, uh, I'll give a little background here. I do think that the Eagles have a um, if you call it a pecking order, I won't even call it a pecking order. Well, call it well order. that's what we should
1: call it on, on this on the show, show. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, they have an order uh, for which they give contract extensions. I think based on you know so so there are certain players who are going to get new deals who are up for up for new deals. But let's say that Brandon Brooks and Lane Johnson and Zach Ertz and um, and Jake Elliott and well I wouldn't even put Jake Elliott in, yeah like in, why
1: is Rick Lovato in that pecking order?
0: I'm not going to put that in the pecking order. But and and Zach Ertz and Malcolm Jenkins. So let's say Lane Brooks, Ertz, and Jenkins are all up for new deals. Uh, I think there was kind of an, an, an order for which they would try to. So take I get care that,
1: and I get that there are locker room politics in play, mm-hmm. but I don't think that's the right way to do business. Like, if one guy is more deserving of it, or you think that he is, is more likely to provide you good value moving forward, that's the, one, that's the one you do. Like, I mean, there's a lot of talk yeah. about Zach Ertz. Like, Zach Ertz is awesome. He, is, he could be a borderline Hall of Famer when all is said and done. He's fantastic. He has two full years left on his deal. Yeah,
0: he'll get a new deal this offseason. But why? Why? Yeah. Uh, because I, I, I think that...
1: He's signed through 2021. He's going to be 31 by the time that contract's over. What's the rush?
0: I, I think the, the marketplace is at the, at the, at the position.
1: But I, I, but they have him locked in. What make? I mean, what, who cares about the marketplace? He signed a deal.
0: Well, it's it's the same principle with Lane Johnson, right? Yes, Johnson, I agree.
1: Like
0: so I I think it's, it's it's one of their things that like they have Malcolm Jenkins locked in, but when a guy thinks that he he deserves more money relative to the market, but I
1: think Jenkins' contract is not quite as long, right? I no. think he's up after next year, yes, right. Yes. So he should be ahead of Ertz. In the, but I think
0: it's based on when they signed the
1: deals. Well,
0: I, I could be wrong. That's
1: that, fine, too. but like. You can't yeah. keep doing business that way.
0: Yeah, but what what complicates the Ertz thing, I think, is the other uh, tight ends. I mean, Kittle's up for an extension. Um, you you have, uh, I, I think, Travis Kelsey's probably going to get a, a new deal. Both so, younger. So there's there's a few different uh, very Kittle should like blow out the market. Yeah, he shouldn't. He shouldn't he matter at should all. He's, he's yeah.
1: f- however five yeah. years younger, something crazy. Okay. Um. Jeffrey Lurie decides to get rid of Doug Peterson, Mike Rowe, and Jim Schwartz. Wow. And can only replace them with Zach, Bo, and Sheel. Who gets which spot? This is from Pigman.
0: This is on the coaching staff.
1: Yes. Okay.
0: Do you want to answer the question?
1: No, you can answer it first.
0: <laughs> I'll let you answer it no, first. No, I'll
1: let you answer it first. Um
0: Okay, that's that's a that's a tough one. Uh, I'm putting myself as the head coach. Oh,
1: yes. um, motivator of men. I'm setting the culture. Okay, I'm setting the culture. What culture are you setting?
0: Uh, well, I don't want to give away my. You know, I,
1: Just in case this happens.
0: <laughs> yes, yes.
1: Uh, setting the. Culture. You would have a lot of. You would have a lot of sayings. <laughs> I think ready to go, ready to plaster the walls with. I I give you credit for that. Yeah.
0: Yes, I I definitely would. Yeah. Uh, no, I I would. I, in, in terms of setting the culture, in terms of the decision-making process during the games, mm-hmm. the decision-making process during the week, laying out the schedule, structuring practices, um, dealing with the media. Uh, mm, you think
1: you'd be a good media guy, huh? Yes. I mean, all yes. three of us are going to have to deal with the media yeah. in these roles. Uh,
0: I'm, I'm making uh, Shield my offensive coordinator. Interesting. Okay, and I'm making Bo my defensive coordinator. Okay. Yes.
1: Just because I can be a concussion uncle and tell guys to just go uh, hit people?
0: No, 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 not at all. Um, I th- I think that uh, your personality will work well with the defensive guys. Number one.
1: Interesting. Uh,
0: number two, I, I think you have some good ideas about how to play defense. Um, Debatable. And uh, and I I think Shield is is more of kind of like the uh, mad scientist drawing up schemes mm. on the offensive side.
1: That's why I think I would actually put Shield as the defensive coordinator.
0: Oh, the other way around. Okay.
1: That would be what I would do.
0: Are you putting yourself as the head coach? Or are
1: you putting? Um, I would like to let you be the head coach, but I want to be the one making decisions uh, about uh, in-game management. Okay, that's the only difference.
0: All right, fine, deal.
1: And free I'll free. take I'll take offensive coordinator. We'll do that. Is that a deal? Yes. I get full in-game autonomy. <laughs> when to go. When to call timeout, all that stuff.
0: Well, my hands on the trigger here, so no, well,
1: that's not a deal yeah, for me. Then, big, uh, if that's if that's a, if that's a hold up for you, then I'm all right. Taking fine, head coach. you know,
0: I, I want to be head coach. Wait, so so what exactly am I doing? I'm just I'm just Monday to Saturday. I have no game day responsibilities.
1: <laughs> Essentially, yeah.
0: <laughs> I sound like Jason Garrett, you know?
1: Yeah, that's yeah. what I want you to do. <laughs> I, I think you can my hands clap really smoke. well. Yeah.
0: yeah, speak to the media. Yeah, yes.
1: Your door is always open for the players. That is true. Yeah.
0: Yes. Yeah. Oh, and I'll tell you what. If you're talking about a guy who can sleep on his couch, he can put in the yeah, hours. Yeah, exactly. I know yeah. that's you. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. But um, yeah. Who you're will full remember?
1: Adam Gaze. Somebody gives birth. You're no, back but, in the office.
0: Well, yeah. But we'll know the names of the of the wife and the kids of all the players. Yeah. No, I think that's yeah. a
1: good role for you. Yes. Yeah. yeah
0: that I can. You're I, the I can head of state, that. but okay.
1: I like that. sheila she- and I are making the, are making the real tough decisions.
0: How do you think Sheila would do in the head coach role?
1: I think he'd do fine. I think he'd be great on game day. Um, I think he would be. He would be good. He would be a breath of fresh air for uh, for longtime football lifers who who Shield tells to to go home. You know, work nine to five.
0: Yeah, no, I I don't think you need to be in your office late at of night. I I'll just be in my office late at night. Okay. Yes. <laughs>
1: Uh, Ernie Purcell wants to know can we still do charitable donations to sponsor the pod and if so would you bump a good cause absolutely let us know we would love to do that um, and then he wants to know which Eagles player became skeptical of Santa's backstory at the youngest age and which one do you think was the most unwavering in his belief
0: definitely Jason Kelsey for most skeptical the youngest. you think so Yes.
1: Well, I know that Malcolm Jenkins, I've asked this before, uh, there's no Santa in his house. Oh, okay. he tells that He tells the kids that he is <laughs> That's actually he's one the too. one who gives the presents. That's a good he one. He said he works too hard <laughs> to not to get the recognition. <laughs> That's a great answer, yes. Um, yeah. No, of course, On uh, Birds with Friends will tell you, Santa Claus is real. Yes. That is that is yeah. exactly correct.
0: I think Carson's probably the one who would like believe it the most. That...
1: Uh, I think that Nate or- Herbig... Still believes?
0: <laughs> you think so? Yeah. Yeah. Or Nick Foles,
1: if Nick Foles. Was yeah. There. Nick, Nick Foles would, too. Yeah. yeah.
0: I can see Nick telling his daughter. No, I'm
1: see, like, I don't think Carson's a big Santa guy. Okay. I think he's more. Let's put the Christ back in Christmas. Don't you think?
0: <laughs> yes, I, I can see that. Yeah. But 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 can't you see Nick Foles telling Lily when she's like a uh, oh yeah. like a senior in in college that Santa's coming this weekend? Yeah. Yeah. So I
1: like that. Santa is coming. Are you a big Santa guy? Big Santa guy. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Last question from Greg Mello. What are your biggest pet peeves in regards to office parties slash games during the holidays? Like a white elephant, he says. I have an answer for this. Mm -hmm. When I used to work for the Eagles, uh, I had a boss who uh, I would say was not the best boss I've ever had in my life. Um. And she she wanted to do a company, you know, a, a department white elephant thing. Except she didn't call it a white elephant. She sent an email and she called it a, I want to say, it was a, a sl- something of, of an old term for it that I had not heard before that was uh, racially tinged. Ooh. And uh, our social media person and me both gasped at the same time when we got the email. Yeah, that's horrible. And she... Yeah was did she recognize her uh, of she was of the uh race that was being uh mentioned and uh was not happy and I was and we were we were uh both like what is going on here this is completely inappropriate so that, seems like a lack that's, of, awa- like a a lack of awareness peeve. for someone yeah. yeah that's a pet peeve of mine casual racism in the office
0: yes okay That's a very specific one uh I, uh, I got to admit, um, the, pl- the places I've worked haven't really had these, uh, yeah, these, sure. these holiday parties. Um, and I've, I've always worked remote. I've, I've gone to my wife's holiday parties. Uh, you do
1: have a pet peeve that you've mentioned about uh, your, your wife's holiday parties. Which one? It's just uh, the general conversation that comes your way.
0: Oh, you know what? Yeah, like I actually don't. I don't mind talking eagles, but but it's it's always the type of thing where where it's like a, you know it's a, it's a Saturday night or Friday night before a game, <laughs> right. and everyone's like, so well, so what do you think? And what they do you want to happen? tell you yeah. it's 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 like week sixteen. They want to tell you about their fantasy football team. Uh, yeah. And I'm like, I'm, I'm just here supporting you know, supporting my <laughs> wife. Like, Let's talk know. HR, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, but, yeah, no, there's like all and, – and they all say the same thing. They're all like, I know, I know everyone wants to talk to you about the Eagles. Yeah. So they preface it like that. Right. But it's like but I'm, I'm different here because I'm a <laughs> season ticket holder for 30 years. And you right. Know, you know, and so, so I'm, I'm not like everyone else who wants to talk to you about the Eagles.
1: Yeah. But, if you listen to the show, we can talk all day. Because I know I can trust your opinion, but if if you're coming in with some garbanzo beans takes, like let's get this conversation let's get this conversation <laughs> yeah, over. No, with. Yeah. no,
0: I I don't mind. I, I, I enjoy talking to. Uh, I, I, I mean, talking we had a couple of
1: listeners at uh, my wife's holiday party the other day. Oh yeah, yeah, good times.
0: Listeners or, or fans of the team, like or is listeners, like fans of the show or fans of the team. Both. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You see, if it was a fan of the show. The conversation would not end because I would be saying, what do I need to do better? Mm, like, you'd flip it. yeah, Yes, 100%. Mm-hmm. I do that all the time. Like I, if I find out someone read my story. I'm that reminds
1: me. We forgot to talk about this. There was a wonderful uh, interaction in the Dolphins press box before the game. Do you remember this? No. From no. a guy who covers the Dolphins or something like that. He came up to you and said, uh, oh Zach, I loved your stuff at the inquiry. You were my favorite guy. Like what happened <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> You're like, oh, um, I'm at the athletic, uh, athletic now. Yeah. Like, you give it a look. He's like, oh, maybe I will. He was like, he was like very noncommittal that he would even look this up. Like just that he missed you at the <laughs> yeah, inquiry.
0: Yeah, I I appreciated that. He was he was right in my wheelhouse, right in my demographic. That's right. At, yeah. at, at the Inquirer. Um but no, that I, I I don't mind. He was
1: like you were my. It was because it was such a flip. Like my favorite guy. I love the newsletter every yeah. morning. Couldn't wait to read it. Yeah. And you're like, oh well, you can you can still read me. He was like,
0: eh. <laughs> I got to swipe my credit <laughs> card. Yeah, yeah.
1: So, yeah. Well,
0: I got to write stories that gets him to swipe his credit card. Yeah,
1: there that's you go. the key. Yes. Okay. I guess that'll do it, huh?
0: That would. I, I hope this was a better episode. I'm sorry, Shio wasn't here, but we'll be back tomorrow.
1: Ooh, somebody just took a tumble. I guess that'll end this episode. Uh, For Zach, I'm Bo, and we'll be back tomorrow on the app with our full preview of Sunday's all-important game against the Dallas Cowboys. As always, we love you.